Well, hello everyone. My name is Dennis, and we are welcoming you to another show of Renovating Riches, where we're going to be talking about what, Ricardo? And he just mentioned my name. My name is Ricardo. We're going to talk about the 70% rule for flippers, for house flippers, and also for wholesalers. Yeah, wholesalers need to know this You need to know this if you're into wholesaling and you want to sell properties to guys that are flipping houses. We use the 70% rule all the time, and... In this 30-minute podcast, we're going to show you how we apply it in our business in order for you to be successful. So stay tuned. 70% rule. If you're a new flipper, you need to watch this. Hit like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Welcome to Renovating Riches Radio. Hello, everyone. How are you, Ricardo? I'm doing great, uh, Mr. Dennis. Today we have a great podcast. We're going to talk to our fellow flippers. And wholesalers, too, because they need to know this. And and some of the guys that might be you know, looking into getting into flipping, they don't know how to flip a house. Or maybe what, what we really want to talk about is the formula, that, that 70% rule formula that most of us that flip houses use. Mm-hmm. And um, we've, which, by the way, if you want to find a a larger explanation after this particular show, go back about a year ago. We talk about that as well. So, yeah, this is not the first time we uh, we uh, talk about this topic in particular. But we find out that people still asking questions, and you know, how do you determine, you know, what's a good deal or what's the maximum offer that you can. Uh, you know, uh, make on a, on a particular house. So we decided, you know what, let's retouch on this because um, there's still people out there that have lots of questions. And, uh, and we want to do a refresher, a quick 30-minute refresher on on how to determine repairs, not really reter- determine the repairs, but more about the formula. You know, how it is that you're going to make money flipping houses and, you know, and what is the offer that you need to be making you know, formula-wise, okay? We're going to talk about percentages and things of that nature. Which so, is, yeah, this is this is a math-intensive uh, podcast. by the <laughs> way, I, I failed at math uh, so plenty of times when I was in high school. So, Mr. Dennis will will be the one displaying it on our whiteboard behind that monitor that you're looking at right now. If you're watching the video, if you're listening to us, bear with us. We will be trying to be as as uh, explicit as po- as possible that way you can um, follow us even you can if you're follow listening us if, to the podcast yeah, yeah if you're listening to it while you're driving to work in your car or maybe with your family and kids you know taking out or listening to the renovating riches radio podcast on a sunday drive you might have to have your kids explain to you how, how the formula works absolutely so <laughs> let's get down to the nitty-gritty this is easy guys easy what is the formula mr dennis it's seventy percent. So, um, what what's generally known out there, and there's a reason why seventy percent is used. And I'm, I know Ricardo can touch, uh, uh, you know, in that topic uh, later on. But basically, when you when you're looking at a property and you need to make an offer, you, the first number you need to start with is the what's called the ARV, the after repair value. So. Before you even drive or go to visit a property, you need to know what that property can sell for in optimum condition in the market where you're at. So that's that's the first number you need to make sure you know 
uh, even before going into an appointment. How do you determine an ARV, Mr. Dennis? Well, the easiest way is to do what's called a CMA or Comparative Market Analysis, which is basically a, a, a process done normally by realtors because they have access to uh, recently sold uh, data in your area. So let's say, for example, you you are looking at a property or, you know, you got a call from someone that's wanting to sell a property in a specific neighborhood. Well, if you don't have access to the MLS, there are websites that could be used, and I'm not going to get into those details, but the easiest and best way to do it is just to reach out to someone that has a real estate license that have access to the MLS in your area and tell them, hey, I'm looking at this property that I'm going to make an offer, and uh, the property is... The most important things are number of bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage of the house, year build, um, and some other details like uh, if it has uh, a garage or not, or a, a pool or not. But that realtor is going to try to find properties that are very, very similar within the same neighborhood or, or the same area, and he's going to look back. Um, you know, normally not more than 90 days, but in some areas, if houses doesn't sell that quickly, they might go back a little bit, you know, farther. They got to go back six months. In some cases, like Dennis and I, we buy houses out in the country. They got to go back sometimes two years. Because yeah, because there's, there's nothing. I mean, it, it, depending on the area, some areas people, you know, like buy a house and, you know, houses don't move or don't sell like every year, you know. So it, it depends, you know, and, and some people will argue about, you know, that and going that far back. But anyways, in, in the in a good scenario, you are in a neighborhood where houses are selling. You you're going to be on a cookie cutter neighborhood. Yeah, if you're in a cookie cutter neighborhood, then that realtor will go back about 90 days and he's going to find, okay, so how much houses sold in that neighborhood in the past 90 days and houses that are as similar as possible to the one you're looking at. And with those numbers, they can tell you, okay, so that house you're looking at, based on uh, my market analysis, can sell for, let's say, $200,000 once fixed up. Right. So that's your starting number. So, and also, on the comparable analysis, you want to make sure they got three, f four properties. In yeah, there. yeah. Usually, yeah. it's about three. Uh, that will be the golden number. Um, and, you know, that's going to establish uh, a price per square foot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want to compare three bedrooms, two baths to another house that's got three bedrooms, two baths. Usually houses that are, uh, you know, different in size and in, 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 in the number of uh, bedrooms or bathrooms are going to are gonna throw a different number. Yeah. So, but anyways, the proper square footage should be somewhere around the same within the neighborhood. With that being said, once you know what the price of the property is, which is your ARV, after repair value. And keep in mind that you have to compare apples to apples. So if a house was fully remodeled and rehabbed and, and it was sold for a certain price, then your house that you're going to be buying and rehabbing should compare to that. Yeah. Now, if a house sold for maybe $50,000 less or $70,000 less or whatever the case might be. Look at the pictures. Look at the pictures. Make sure that the house was remodeled because if it wasn't remodeled, then that really is not an ARV. That's actually somebody that's paying above uh, market value for something that was maybe in some sort of distress. Um, or outdated. It doesn't have 
to be you know distressed, but some houses are outdated. To, they they never to change. me to me the the translation is an outdated house is distressed. Period. Okay. <laughs> no, because so. some people think distressed like oh the the walls are falling. No 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 no. Roof, no. What ceiling. I mean is it needs to be remodeled and updated. Yeah. So if if a house and we've seen it where properties. Oh, but this property sold for sixty, seventy thousand dollars less. Yeah, it probably wasn't remodeled, so it doesn't compare to what we're it, trying to do. It still has the green carpet and the, the pink, pink bathrooms. Yeah, bathroom. pink bathrooms from the seventies and the sixties, or, or or maybe a lot of galvanized piping. Um, you know, whatever the case might be, you want to do your due diligence. Make sure you're comparing apples to apples, and and make sure that your realtor knows what you're trying to do and and comes up with a realistic number. And if you don't have a realtor, then go on all these different websites and just cross-reference, you know, what they think the properties are worth. You can also look at what the properties are selling in the area, uh, you know, because a realtor, most likely, not all the time, most likely, they did them home, their homework and they told the owner of the property, said, look, we can lease your property for maybe $200,000 and I think this is a good price to get. So... Maybe a, another realtor already did the homework for you, but don't rely on that, okay? You just got to make sure that, that... Yeah, that's just like a broad guidance, but yeah. but in order to get your number right, do it only on sold properties, you know, houses that have closed. That is correct. So with that number, then you need to start subtracting So you stuff. mentioned you mentioned $200,000, yes. Mr. Dennis. So what's 70% of $200,000? hundred and forty if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it is a hundred and forty thousand. So now as a flipper, you wanna make sure you buy and fix the property. And why don't we why don't we write it down there okay, in the let, back? Let, uh, let, let's start um, um let's start the drawing, uh get on the drawing board. But you need to get the Yeah the the, the headset. Can you hear me? Yeah, you don't need the headset right now. I don't need to hear headset right now. No. You see this is how we're doing this on the fly, so we apologize uh. if if um, if it's taking too long, but Mr. Dennis is actually in the process of moving the monitor off to the side, so he can uh, actually go back on the whiteboard. And if you're listening to us, we're gonna talk to you and we're gonna tell you what the formula is and the numbers and all of that. If you're watching us on YouTube, uh, this is a great time where you go and subscribe, hit share, hit like, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your grandma grandpa your friends everybody we want you to share this with the world somebody it might not be you but somebody might need this information going forward so if you know somebody is looking to get into flipping houses uh, and they don't know where to start maybe they don't know how to do the the um, the math just send them this uh video because it's it's going to help them out or, or the podcast uh, and and if they want to get and ask questions tell them to go on the renovating riches radio website and send us a message so are we live there mr dennis yeah all right perfect so arv after repair value two hundred thousand. Uh, mr neil can you get us a calculator please um the, we, i have one on my desk upstairs did you see this is how we do this we do it on the fly so um so minus 30 percent is sixty thousand dollars so sixty thousand dollars basically is what you're shooting for as a flipper on profits so you want to buy it and fix it for 140000 Now, once you 
the term. And this is a great, you know what, Dennis? I like that you picked this number because we have a property we're wholesaling right now that fits this criteria. Uh, it's a house in Brazoria. Uh, by the way, if you want to buy off-market properties in the Houston area, go to 70percentallin.com. That's our website. Make sure you register, get on our mailing list. That way, when we post properties there, you can find access. Those are properties we wholesale. Uh, we flip houses, but we also wholesale, so we can't flip them all. Um, so now, can can uh, you're live on the on the microphone, right? I should be. Okay, perfect. To our producer. Yes. All right. And, and you guys can see, Mr. Dennis has lost some weight. He's been training and exercising for a triathlon. So, um, bicycle and swimming and walking and doing all kinds of things. So, good job. All right. ARV, $200,000. 30% is the profits. You want to make sixty grand on this flip. That, touch on that point. Because people, some people ask, you know, why 70%? Where does that number come from? And it has a lot to do with refinancing and what banks will give you. Yes. If you, if you, have, to keep, if you have to keep the property as a rental property, uh, when you go to refinance it, uh, for whatever reason, the banks, they, they, they want to have some equity in there as well, secure with the loan. So most banks, once you, you get, uh, some people are, uh, some banks are doing 85%, 80% uh, of after repair value. So at 80%, then your equity is going to be basically uh, 40000 So the other 20000 will go towards closing costs. Uh, paying uh, the title company, the points and the fees, the origination from the new loan. And that's how they make sure that you actually also cash flow positive as well. So that's why we use 70% uh, is because, number one, we want to shoot for 30% profits. Number two, if we need to refinance it, then uh, if if the appraisal comes to about 200000 and remember, appraisals change. So... Uh, it might be $200,000 today, it might be $210,000 tomorrow, it might be $190,000 tomorrow. So th that number will fluctuate based on properties that sold within the area. Now, if you had to flip the house and keep it because you couldn't sell it, then you go into the next step, which is refinancing. And this is what Dennis is talking about. You refi the property, banks are going to give you 80%, 85% in some cases. Uh, what we deal with, it's usually 75% because now we do them in volume, we do more properties, uh, we're higher risk as per the banks, and they want to keep more equity on the loans. So even with that 5%, we're able to put closing costs, rollover onto the new loan for the most part. Uh, sometimes we got to bring a little bit of money to the table to keep the house um, and the loan low enough to where it cash flows on the rent. But that's pretty much why, why that 70% rule came in. Um, so and, and it's also healthy for you to have 30 percent uh, equity uh, spread on on the property itself because if you get out of budget now you're gonna buy it and fix it for maybe i don't know 80 or 85 percent of the arv but when you sell it after you pay commissions and closing costs you're also gonna get a good check out of it so um so repairs uh we i'm actually gonna talk about the property we have in brazoria under contract right now that we're selling Use that as an, as an example. Yeah, I'm going to use that as an example. So the repairs in Brazoria is 50000 Okay. How do you, or how does a newbie, a new, uh, new investor, can come up with 
that number. So a new investor will come up with this number very simple. If you're a newbie, you need to go find somebody that's doing this already. You like a contractor? Uh, or, or another flipper. Somebody that's going to guide you through the process because the last thing you want to do is go buy a house like I did and not know how to estimate repairs and screw it all up. So I've done that, by the way. That my, my first house, I, I thought I had it figured out, and I didn't, and I ended up actually putting double the amount of money that I had to on the rehab. So if you're a newbie, I highly suggest go find a flipper in the area. Pay him to teach you how to flip a house. Because these guys are very busy. They, they, you know, they, they got limited time. They don't have the time to go look at the property or tell you exactly what a repair estimate is. We've done it so many times that now we just walk through properties and we know what their what, what the repairs are. Uh, and, and still we screw it up, you know. I mean, because you got gremlins hiding behind the walls, you know. And uh, sometimes you open up a wall and and you know the termites ate ate up the whole studs and all of that and that's something you didn't have on the budget and you're gonna have to pay for that but um anyways this particular property has got fifty thousand dollars in repairs and i'm gonna talk to them real fast basically it's about six thousand dollars on foundation we got uh about another six thousand dollars on a new ac unit that needs to be installed um the roof is done so that doesn't count so that's eleven thousand already in between ac and foundation we need to uh, upgrade the electrical that's another probably 5k so you're looking at 16,000 then a new kitchen for the house is around eight grand because it's a big house so you're looking at what 20, so 16 and 8 uh, 24. 24 um and then we need to trim all it's a big property it's on half acre so we need landscape. to trim the back. Uh, that's probably about $3,000 just to do a little bit of landscaping. So we're at twenty-seven. We're at 27000 You see, very quickly, you're all the, already on on almost thirty grand, and you haven't even painted the walls yet. Uh, in between drywall, um, bathrooms, each bathroom is four grand. It's got two bathrooms, so you're looking at $8,000. Um, so we're at 35. We're at 35, and the other 15 will go on the flooring and the painting of the house itself. Yeah, and some, you know, uh, fixtures like lamps, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the all the all the new fans and the new lightning and and things and like that. And doors and doorknobs. Right. So I w I would actually put 55,000 on the rehab for a little bit of framing because the master bathroom uh, bedroom needs to be framed, reframed, and the bathroom needs to be uh, modified. So let's say fifty-five thousand. Let's change that number for. For you know what? Are you right? It's fifty-five thousand because we're selling it for eighty-five. Okay. So we're selling the property right now for eighty-five thousand dollars. Which, by the way, we might end up buying this house ourselves and and fixing it. Um, if we don't get to sell it next week. So people all the time say, oh, how come I can't find deals at, you know, 70%? Well, we find them, but they might but they might be far away. They might be in the country. They might be in areas where uh, they're not as easy to approach. This is a great example on a house that we have on the contract right now that we can let go for 85, put another 55 in it, and make it worth 200000 Now, a lot of people say, okay, that's, you know, a lot of people say, how do I, you know, actually do the after you do the sixty thousand, you gotta subtract, like Dennis said, closing costs, holding costs, and 
and um, what else, Dennis? Closing and holding costs, and that's gonna give you your true uh, profit. So we're looking at maybe forty-five thousand dollar profit if if you do this house in three months. After you pay realtor fees, um, title companies, and maybe some of the holdings uh, on the interest. So maybe forty-five grand will be your walkaway check. You do three of those houses a year, then you're looking at a hundred and twenty plus fifteen. That's one thirty-five. So you can make one hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars a year doing this three times a year, which is very doable. Um, so now, as a flipper, this will be your offer. That would be the perfect number to get it. Most people today that are selling these type of houses, they're selling them for a hundred. So they're not because they're not and they're not leaving the flipper with enough, you know, uh, budget to to repair it. So they have to come out of pocket because of the scar scarcity of properties. There's not that many properties out there. So a wholesaler picks it up and and, um, you know, they are going to try to maximize their profits as well. Us, we understand the business. I rather sell you a property at 70 percent and and uh, move it quicker then try to milk it for, I don't know, 80 or 90%. So your maximum allowable offer will be $85,000. If you get it for less, then you're getting really, really good at negotiating and you're really, really good at, at um, you know, getting, acquiring the property itself. But most, for the most part, most of the flippers are not really interested in investing in marketing and things of that nature to, to go, um, you know, acquire the property themselves with the motivated seller. That's done by a wholesaler. Now, if you're a wholesaler, let yeah, let's add another layer to this to show what a wholesaler will need to do. A wholesaler can make anywhere from five to ten k on a house like this all day long, and usually the house will stay on their hands for maybe maybe two weeks, three weeks, a month. So we're gonna assume that a wholesaler is making five thousand dollars assignment fee on finding this property. We've seen assignment, uh, assignments all the way up to 60,000. So, um, but they usually don't happen on a property like this. As, uh, the larger the assignment, uh, the, the larger the ARV is. So you can get big assignments on, on houses that got a big ARV. Uh, on houses that got a $200,000 ARV, you're gonna see a lot, five to 10, 15, something like that. It's not gonna go any higher than that. Um, so, so the assignment fee of this case is $5,000 and the wholesaler will find now the flipper that wants to buy it at 85 and wholesaler is also going to know roughly what the repairs are. Now you got to be careful as a flipper. Wholesaler sometimes will say it needs $30,000 in repairs instead of saying it needs 55 because they, number one, a lot of them don't know how to estimate repairs. Number two, a lot of them want to up the assignment fee by you know displaying the wrong repair estimate on the property we we are flippers we wholesale we want to be as, as transparent as possible with our our fellow flippers so we tell them look man i can flip this house with fifty thousand. if you can't do it then you need to fire your contractor and find another one um so the the wholesaler picked up this property for eighty thousand dollars from a motivated seller then he went and found a guy like us, maybe, or like uh, a few of our friends that are into flipping houses. And 
they he wanted to make a quick five thousand, and he said, "You know what, guys? I got you a property, eighty-five thousand dollars. You need to put fifty-five thousand on repairs. Boom, a hundred and forty grand all in. Then you can list it two, three months later for two hundred thousand. So this is the basic formula." That 70% formula on how you flip a house. Now, if the house is 500,000, apply the same numbers. If the house is a million, you need to do it for 700 grand all in. So now the profits, you know, they're larger. 300,000, 400,000. You know, the higher you go on the, on the number, the profits are going to be higher. But also the liability is going to be higher because you now you need a bigger loan. Um, your payments monthly are going to be higher, so on and so forth. So... Um, with that being said, is there anything else that you want me to talk about here, Mr. Dennis? No, just to uh, just to say that even though your maximum offer is eighty as a wholesaler, as a wholesaler or eighty-five as a flipper, you still want to go under because you got you need to leave some room for negotiation. If you go in and you tell the person your first number is your maximum offer, yeah, if you're the wholesaler, you need to start offering like fifty thousand. And you'll be surprised. Sometimes they take it. And now your assignment goes to 35000 Because you got to give this property at 70% at, at minus repairs to your flipper. Any flipper that has got cash available and loans available will pick it up at 70%. Now, if you once you start going above 70%, then they start um, not, at, you know, they don't get as interested on the property itself for the fact that the liability is on their side. And, and and they know that if they make a mistake, then they're not going to make any money on a flip like we have. We've, we have actually flipped houses that we haven't made money on. And, and the reason why is because they either stayed on the market for too long or we bought it more expensive than what we, sh we were supposed to because maybe we fell in love with the house. And it, it, there's too many variables. But if you show them the property at 70%, it should be okay. They should take it. No questions asked. You know, they, they're always going to try to come negotiate you down a little bit. But if you stand your ground, then you should be okay. Um, so just to recap on the numbers, ARV is 200000 Your profit, you should be shooting for a $60,000 profit, which is 30%. Then you're buying it and fixing it for 140. Out of that 140, your repairs were 55. The flipper bought it for 85000 Maybe the, the wholesaler bought it for... 80 or 75 making 5 to 10k and this is how a, a perfect example on how a real estate transaction at 70% all in works yeah so if you got any questions uh make sure to uh just go on our website or not website our renovating riches radio guys go to the website subscribe hit like share or on Facebook. Facebook, uh, once the uh, the show is uploaded, you can make comments there. And, um, we'll and be YouTube. You need to go to YouTube, hit subscribe, share. Uh, also go on our Renovating Riches Radio website. And if you want to see some of the properties we've sold uh, as a wholesaler, go to 70%allin.com. And that's the 70. Can you write it down real quick, Dennis? 70%allin.com. Yeah. You're going to see some of the properties that we have available and some of the properties that we have sold in the past. And they all pretty much fit this criteria. That's why we named the website that way. And 70% um, allin.com is the number 70, the word percent, allin.com. And don't forget that this show is sponsored now by directmailout.com. 
you need yellow letters to find motivated sellers to get properties like this, go to directmailout.com, place your order, is 75 cents including postage, 85 cents on first class. So, with that being said, you guys have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Bye. <laughs>